40% of charitable giving happens in the final two months of the calendar year. How can you maximize your fundraising opportunities with year-end fundraising? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the Fundraising School. I'm joined today by my colleague, Phil Purcell. Phil has national expertise on a wide range of fundraising strategies, and he also serves on our faculty with the Fundraising School. And Phil, how can fundraisers take full advantage of this fact that nearly half of donations from individuals happens at the end of the calendar year? Well, it, you're so right, Bill. It's very important to maximize your results this time of the year. Uh, a lot of your marketing, your personal contacts, your pledging should emphasize activity at this time. Uh, there are some particular techniques that are especially good at, at year-end. Of course, you know, year-end is good for all sorts of reasons. At Thanksgiving, we're giving thanks. The holiday season, there's a, uh, a spirit of giving. Uh, and, and then from a tax standpoint, of course, mm -hmm. December 31 is the deadline for any tax benefit that you'll claim on your subsequent tax return. So we kind of have this hard deadline, December 31st at midnight. So one type of gift technique that I really encourage uh, most organizations to consider promoting uh, is a gift of appreciated stock. Mm. Uh, of course, we all want people just to write checks, send those checks in, or credit card uh, swipe. Those are very important. Uh, but if you want to take it a step further and promote a kind of gift that's pretty easy to do and can result in bigger dollar amounts, a gift of publicly traded stock is that gift. And uh, the way you have to do it is establish an account. Your organization sets up an account at your local bank or broker, and you get from that bank or broker the delivery instructions. And these are going to be wired gifts, so that's coming electronically. Okay. And basically it's two numbers. The bank will give you two numbers. Uh, the bank or broker's a participant number in the online system, and then your account number at that bank or broker. And then you put those in a document uh, and you promote that document. You promote this idea. And donors will either ask for the delivery instructions or they'll have their banker or broker ask you for them to do the delivery. Uh, you've got to put in big, bold font on your delivery instructions that uh, the donor or their broker or banker should let you know it's coming because mm -hmm. a donor's name does not come with the stock. But the beauty of it is the stock is easily wired because it's publicly traded stock. That is stock that's on the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ. You can readily sell it and most boards of directors and nonprofits authorize their staff to have a standing order with their banker broker to sell the stock immediately upon receipt. So now you've got the cash and you can use it now or invest it in an endowment or whatever the, the designated purpose may be. So the donor is going to be interested in our particular nonprofit for many different reasons, so many different reasons around donor motivation. Why is the donor interested in donating stock as opposed to cash or other wealth assets? That's a great question. Uh, stock appreciated property gifts give the donor two tax benefits. Number one, the donor gets an income tax charitable deduction for the full value of that stock uh, on the date of gift. Now, it's the date it arrives in your account is the date upon which the value is determined. But they get a deduction for that. And then secondly, if the donor had sold the stock instead, he or she would have owed capital gains tax. Right. But instead, by giving or directing the stock itself, i.e. in kind to charity, and charity sells the stock, there will be no capital gains tax, either owed by the donor or by the charity because charities are tax exempt. So two tax benefits for gifts of publicly traded stock, and 
that's the way I would promote them is have that number two out there and say these are the benefits and say it's an easy procedure just ask us and we'll give you the delivery instructions. And why is the end of the year a good time to be talking to our donors about potentially a stock gift? And is that something we bring up, Phil, or do we wait for the donor to bring up that this gift could be out of their stock portfolio? Right. I, I think it's a good thing for you to remind donors of because um, uh, more savvy donors are accustomed to this. Uh, they see their stock and individual stock sometimes as, as assets that are good for gifting. They've done it before. Other donors who maybe aren't as uh, sophisticated with giving, they may have a stock portfolio and not realize that this is an asset that they could use. And um, so I think it's good for charities on your website and your newsletter and your letters. Put a, hey, do you, if you have any stock, this might be a good asset to make a gift. And there are two tax benefits for doing so. And it's easy to do as well. Which is why the timing of the end of the year, they might be thinking about their stock uh, payments coming up, you know, with their April filing deadline. Absolutely. You know, these stocks in a portfolio sometimes are bought and sold. So the donors might be accruing capital gains tax. So typically the stock they'll pick for their gift is a highly appreciated stock that when it's sold, if they sell it, they'll owe capital gains tax. So they're usually maybe having near that year end a review meeting with their investment advisor, looking at their portfolio, thinking about tax benefits, and then bring this question up, well, of this portfolio, what, what stocks might be good for giving to charity? So year-end is, is a time of assessment mm -hmm. and, and a time when uh, making this kind of decision is a smart one for our donors. And we can't lose Phil's point that when we receive that stock gift, we sell that stock right away, no later than the very next business day. It's just bad manners in fundraising to hang on to that stock. We're telling the donor, maybe the stock will go up and you're not quite as generous just yet. Of course, the stock might go down, and then we have to explain that to the donor. Plus, we're not in the stock management business, folks. We need to be out raising money. So for all those reasons, make sure you sell that stock right away. Phil, we've been talking about year-end fundraising, and stock is a big opportunity for that. What about just kind of within the annual fund, within major gifts, uh, whether we're sending letters out to folks at the end of the year, or we've been in conversation with folks throughout the year. What other, what other advice do you have for year-end fundraising? Well, another great technique is to promote the IRA charitable rollover. Mm -hmm. um, uh, now, you, you never know when uh, individuals draw money out of their IRA. So the IRA charitable rollover only applies to folks age 70 and a half and older. Um, but uh, if they've not yet taken their required minimum distribution out of their IRA, they can direct all or part of that distribution to charity. So year-end is a good time to say to our donors, especially if you can target market to those older, and I tell folks in the fundraising school, don't just target the, those you know are 70 and a half and older. Uh, go lower, 65 and so forth, because folks don't always marry people younger than them or their mm. same age, or, and it helps get the word out. Right. Um, and the rollover, again, is a very easy gift to make. Either a wire of the cash from the IRA account to charity, your account at charity, or um, they can cut a check payable out of the IRA directly to charity and uh, there's a maximum of $100,000 per IRA. There's no income tax deduction, but they escape the income tax liability. And there's, uh, I don't know what percentage, I haven't seen this data yet, but we know that a significant percentage of these minimum distributions happen at this last quarter of the year. So this is a good time to promote the idea. And you know, if they take their, if they've already done their RMD, it'll remind them next yeah. year uh, that this is something to do. And so fundraising is the right person, asking the right person for the right amount, in the right way, for the right reason, 
at the right time. Right. What advice do you have? Should I let the calendar dictate that? Or maybe this isn't going to be the year. I'm still not sensing the donor is ready. How does a fundraiser hold those two in balance, Phil, that the end of the year is coming up, but I'm sensing maybe this is not the right time? Right. It, well, with plan giving or a lot of fundraising, you've got to make sure your relationship is intact. Uh, that too much pressure might uh, spoil the stew, so to speak, and, and they'll walk away. So planting these seeds, realizing it's a long-term game, so to speak, and that you're giving ideas that might play out very well for you down the road. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's a way to uh, think about the year end as well. This might be a good time to also promote another technique that is including your organization in their will or trust. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is uh, reminding them that uh, if they don't have an estate plan, this, this is a good time to think about doing it. Uh, family's going to be getting together and you can talk in family circles around what the estate looks like and what people need and make some decisions. Um, so in that context, you can promote the idea of including your organization and their will or trust through a plan gift as well. And these are big picture takeaways for you. Best practices, trends, obviously the individual donor and your relationship with that individual donor matters most. You know, for example, Phil, we have the Muslim Philanthropy Initiative at our school, not the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And my colleague, Dr. Sharik Sadiq, would tell us that for our neighbors who are Muslim, their end of the year is actually Ramadan. It's not the end of the calendar year, the November, December. It's when Ramadan is happening, which is a different time uh, throughout the year uh, as our neighbors who are Muslim are using a different calendar to celebrate that religious holiday. That's a for instance of what we need to know about a particular donor as we also think about these broader trends and best practices. These ideas related to year-end fundraising are actually embedded in several of our courses. The major gifts course, the plan giving course, of course the annual sustainability course, and all that information about our courses is available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. You'll also see information about these podcasts which are archived on the website. You'll also uh, be able to find out the latest about our webinars, either the webinars coming up or those that are archived as well. I'm Bill Sanjakovich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Thank you.